0: Hey everybody, it's John. Uh, just a reminder to go check out patreon.com slash this The show is brought to you by you, and so every time uh, you send us a couple of bucks, we're able to buy some beer for our guests and send them out and bring some cool people in. So thanks for all of your support over the last six years of this show. Uh, we couldn't have done it without you, and we're going to keep doing it because of you. So thanks again. Again, patreon.com slash and here come the cops.
1: By a couple of guys that think about beer way too much
0: all
2: right hey y'all it's five o'clock on monday and we are stealing beer i'm augie carton
0: no hello hey. augie carton
2: how are you, beautiful John Hall? You have your pretty voice on today. You're it's, probably uh, not as hungover as I am.
0: Professional radio voice.
2: Saved only for your other 19 podcasts.
0: That, that's right. You don't bust yeah. that
2: one out. <laughs> you, no, I, I, I
0: have uh, different tones and inflections depending on the, the, the podcast. This is um, <laughs> uh, This is more weary exhaustion mixed with youthful exuberance on this show.
2: Since I'm a Method partner, I'm delighted we've gotten there, because I've been pushing for that for six years, and I feel like we've really settled into a nice groove as far as that goes.
0: Well done. Well done also being hungover.
2: Yeah, yeah. Hey, thieves at home. It's just us today. We're just BSing. We need an episode for Monday night, and we didn't have a we didn't have guest schedule because it's Halloween and everybody's taking kids trick-or-treating, so we're just jumping on a check-in and catch up. I'm on coffee, but I promise I'll open a beer by the end of it. Um Cass, you're still on, right? You're keeping your phone on this time, right?
1: Yes. I am on chicken
2: wings and Pilsner Urkel. Well he is now. Yeah. Yeah. He's got he's got a big plate of wings in front of him and he's checking Urkel. And I was like, okay, well, that'll make for good radio. And oh, there so is good. rumor that the Justin Kennedy will check in. So I'm expecting super greatness there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at the Detritus. So last night the big storm ripped through here and we were uh, yeah. outside. We were outside sitting by the fire with a couple friends over. And it was one of those one of those storms that like oh, knocks yeah. trees down. So we were hearing trees fall and everybody got in this like hunkered down mode of storm drinking. And when I woke <laughs> up this morning I was like, that was not supposed to go that way. But uh, but yeah, we drank our way through a lot of beers last
0: night. What about it's, you? What
2: did you get up to last night, Hall Diddy?
0: Uh so it's, it's all young person Halloween mode uh, in this house where uh, we are very excited about being a princess and going trick-or-treating and, and all sorts of stuff. So we have been watching the princess movies uh, in anticipation of how we're going to act out, uh, act out all of the, the various scenes while we're out trick-or-treating. So last night was a popcorn and movie night and lemon-lime non-alcoholic seltzer night. Ooh. Yeah, so very. thieves, thieves
2: love to come in. Th- thieves love when we do the Just Us episodes because <laughs> I get all catty and bitchy. And you, you've already tripped me off on my first one of these. One of the Alstrom brothers put on their Facebook page, and I don't know if he was trolling or not. My hope is he was trolling, but just his own personal Facebook page, he put up, What's your favorite Halloween candy beer pairing? And since I think we've made fun of that article yep. every Halloween of Steal This Beer. My fear is he actually wants to know. And my hope is he was just trying to get me to be like, what the fuck? But
0: it, it worked I, I, love, I, I love went, that you see somebody's Facebook that they put up every year and your mind immediately goes to this is specifically for you.
2: No, 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 no. But I, but I mean, it's the joke we make. And yeah. I'm hoping he's making the joke we make. I'm not saying he's making the joke oh, okay. to us. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Every year we're like, what what should I have with my circus peanuts this year? A Belgian Pale because it's got notes of banana and clove, and I'm just you know, it just I don't was like, don't be the
0: house, don't be the house that hands out circus peanuts, dude. We
2: we're the Necco wafer castle. <laughs> <laughs> um, by the way, yeah. what's a perfect what's a perfect beer pairing for Necco wafers? It's Phil's Nurkel, right?
1: <laughs> it's, it's 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 gotta be. <laughs>
2: It's got to be something from the turn of the last century since that's what Neckowaivers are from. <laughs>
0: uh, uh, yeah. It's a pre prohibition lager um, so, uh, where they found the exactly. recipe in the flooded basement of the old Coors Brewery. Do you remember that you know years ago when Mickey Coors K- put out? A, wait, wait, wait. It's, it's, yeah.
2: it's Mickey Kane's White Lightning.
0: Like a corn no, that's what heavy you, that's malt. What, that's what you that, give the that's parents. The that's what you. That's what you give the weary-looking parents when they come to your door. Um, no, I mean pairing for pairing for neck wafers. Oh yeah, especially white that lighten- white lightning. Lighten- yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. A little Jersey lightning. Uh, are you guys? Are you guys? Is John clipping the U John sounds clipped to me when he talks. It's like
0: brr, brr. Oh.
1: It could be me chomping on his wing. I'm gonna stop around the house. <laughs> I'm gonna stop walking around the house in case it's, it's cast, just me. It's cast
0: chewing on wings.
1: Lip smacking good wings, ma'am. Shout out to People Sussex Sussex Meat in Wharton, New Jersey. Um, for these wings. Cha-ching. ching Did you
0: get free wings in a uh in Before exchange the- for promising to mention it on the podcast? I sure did. <laughs> <laughs> did you probably yeah, yeah, that's you what we're that? doing wrong here?
2: I just got paid for well, that. You guys didn't one of the things we're doing wrong.
0: <sighs> yeah. Um
2: all um, right, so we're
0: waiting for Kennedy to come in. Anyway, hold on one second. Chris. You wanted to be, you wanted to be uh, uh caddy about something, and I sort of um, brought you back down to earth with.
1: Yeah, what we, what we, happened we, in beer this week? To, to, we... to
2: give us the report from sixth grade party.
1: Yeah, I have questions from from people. From hold on, I can we'll, hear hear you guys. well, so all I'm going to talk about is nothing.
0: What? Guys, I feel like this is our first show. Like We usually have better chemistry than this. It's not we're working out right now. We really got to just dig deep and try to pull it back together.
2: No, it's 100% because I can't hear you guys. Can you hear me right now? I'm sorry. I just
0: switched over Wi-Fi servers because
2: I had nothing from you. All right, I'm back. Sorry about that. Hopefully it sticks. So you know what I want to talk about because I have – an Evan Watson heavy week coming up. It's like my favorite week in the history of the world. And since I think it all starts, like I keep trying to explain Evan to friends, especially since I now am about to spend my fourth birthday in a row brewing a beer with Evan Watson. You can't Um, can't
0: explain Evan Watson. You can't, right? He can't be contained. He can't be explained. He can only be experienced. And even then, it's a a transformative moment in a young person's life. Of
2: brewing genius but anyway so so wednesday is my birthday and that's when we brew planning jersey every year so he's coming down and Mm -hmm. you know of course the whole brewery is all a titter because we just love hanging out with evan for a day so that's all happening and then I like that.
0: that's what you think that the whole brewery is the whole brewery is like oh fuck i'm not this is gonna be augie on his birthday being augie like this is they love this is like they start hiding the good china now so that things don't break.
2: <laughs> they love the Evan Day. They really do. We all do. He's he's a very positive force in my brewery. He keeps us, keeps that part of our soul very much alive and kindled. But the other night, as I was going to sleep, keep in mind I had surgery this week. So I'm sleeping in this weird sitting-up chair, my shoulders in a sling and all that. But so I'm I'm basically, you know, sitting in a reading position to sleep. So right as I go to bed, I get a notice that plan B tagged me. In a um in a post which obviously makes me pick up. And Evan is releasing that beer we made last spring, the the Yarrow beer. If you guys are friends with us on Facebook, I put his announcement and my comments on it up on it. But I'm not kidding. And it's so weird, right? So I know that the the comedy we do is that this whole podcast is just me talking about what a genius I am and what I do. But I really do feel like I try very hard not to ever frame things that way and hope that other people harder. do. I know, that's, I do my best. Though. But this is so weird because it's, it's a true opportunity for me to talk with all the enthusiasm and you know just super excitement of a project without it being me big up in carton, right? Because it's a plan B beer, they'll sell it all. We don't profit from it, it's nothing. It's Evan's beer, I was just part of it. But so all of a sudden, I've spent a whole week just using all my gloaty, you know, SoundCloud rapper words to talk about a beer I was part of, and it's been a funny, weird position to be in, you know what I mean? Because I'm like, this is the best thing, this tastes great, this will sell out, this is small batch, and all those words I would never use in any carton talk, sure. I'm just doing, just putting on Evan, because I'm so enthusiastic and so excited. It may be because I don't use words like limited quantity and gonna sell out, but like Lauren has asked me to buy all of this beer I can so that she can drink it all. And that makes the yarrow beer. Yeah. Well, it's, it's called sticks and stones. Did you read the post? Like, yeah, it's so funny. It's, it's every single thing Evan and I have ever discussed on this show. Like if you go listen to Evan's shows, you'll hear us talk about yarrow and pine pitching a barrel and brewing with hot rocks. And you know, Loudering through his beehives plus using his it's 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 this beer should be terrible because we did everything we've ever said we wanted to do to it. And it's the nicest, prettiest, sprightly little like gin and tonic flavors. Like, did I tell you all about it? We should talk about this because it was neat. When I first showed up, the first thing he did was put me up on a ladder and have me cut a whole bunch of branches off a pine tree. Sounds safe. Right, well, we hadn't been drinking yet. It was first thing in the morning, but these pine branches became the the false bottom for this open oak tank that we did the mash into, so all the grain was filtered through these pine needles like it's It's everything we've ever wanted to do, and yeah. the beer ended up because of this little bit of pininess, because of that little lemoniness that is Evans' property and Evan's yeast and the yarrow and all the other flavors, it really ends up tasting like a really pretty little gin and tonic beer slash his honey water that I love so much. And it's literally, I think, one of the favorite beers I've ever tasted. And now it's going to be up at Plan B next weekend. So consider this a paid-for promotion by me.
0: Well, all right. So let's, let's make sure that I'm getting all of this right then. In the interest of uh, fairness or positive information on this show so this episode that we are recording right now the day before halloween is going to air five o'clock on monday november 1st you are saying that evan's beer or the yarrow beer is going to come up on i thought it was november 12th friday november 12th Yes. So people now have 12 days of hearing you explain this to get ready to get to plan B for limited quantities of right. I pine I think he's needle. got like
2: 400 bottles of it total. Okay. Like that's it. And I'm going right. to take 50 of well, those. Well, our,
0: our listenership then accounts for like a quarter of that.
2: That's, yeah. I yeah. Don't miss it though, Thieves. It's fucking badass. And if you've been listening to the show, like, when was, Justin's not on yet, right? He's, he's here. here. So, I'm here. No, hi, I'm Justin. Here. Hey, Justin. You know, how's Kidland? i just had three
0: victory fest beer and nice. three uh, thrice <laughs> I, can, uh, I can hear your smiling <laughs> eyes right now
3: oh yeah. man i'm happy there's clowns it, and balloons and pizza it, and cupcakes kennedy
0: kennedy
2: is a man kennedy is a man in his fucking element right now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is fantastic uh, we're talking about bar uh farm beers, Kennedy. So you should be ready right home. But when do you remember or can you ballpark which episode the first episode of Steal This Beer that Evan Watson was on that first year? Was it in mm. the first twenty? Probably. I don't
3: remember. That's a that's a hard question. Uh it was definitely the first year. He came down to Do we do it at Barcade Jersey City, probably?
2: I think so. That would be
3: my guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't remember exactly when that was.
0: Did I was just the um,
3: first
0: year. When we did the, uh, the hot sauce challenge, was, that, was he down to brew planning Jersey? Yeah. Or was that just for some Yeah, something? I,
3: wasn't, I
2: wasn't there for that.
0: That was, that was a that, brew day at Carton. So right. That was all your birthday,
2: I'm, right? But what I'm saying is if you listen to that episode. So at some point when I was bringing my kids up to the farm to hang out with Evan, they listened to that episode while we drove up. Cause I was talking about how I really got to know Evan and that it was recorded. But if you listen to that first Watson episode and he's explaining how he cultures his beehives for the hmm. East, that there's a fall and a summer culture or spring culture. And you just hear me saying things like, Oh my fucking God, I want to do this so bad. And it's funny to cut to, you know, six years later now, guys, is that right? So long con. Or- but you know what I mean? Where yeah, I'm like, oh my God, later, not yeah. only are we doing this, in this week, Carton will brew one and Watson will release one. And it's, it's I, I, I guess what the reason I'm so enthusiastic about it on the show is because I really do think all of this project is born that minute, sitting at that table in Barcade, hearing what Watson did, and me going literally on tape, okay, now I'm going to do this. Is that okay?
0: This, I, <laughs> see, this, this is fun. You are almost enticing me to listen to the show.
2: It's <laughs> so, well that almost if, had me. if you're only gonna listen to one steel <laughs> spirit. If you're only gonna listen to one steel this spirit ever John Hall, that's probably That's the
0: one, the one to do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll call up the episode. museum of broadcasting and get the original tapes and,
2: uh... <laughs> I think they're at the Smithsonian now. Yeah,
0: pro- probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that next, to, next to Caligioni's golf- uh uh foosball next table. Calligioni's
2: and... uh rid- shaky football table. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, Oh, by the way, if this really comes out Monday night, if you're a local thief to Carton, on Wednesday the 3rd, you should probably drop by the tasting room when we open because it's a safe bet me and Evan will be in there drinking whips, finishing up the brew day. So if you're around, come say hi to us for however long I can still stand after eight there. hours of drinking with Watson. Mm. Well, we were talking about doing a show with them. You think you can get down and record with them? You know who's also going to be there is Hillary because this is, you know, Jersey's the one we do with the malts Hillary grows for us. So she brings them up and she brews with us that day, too. So. All
0: right. We'll, we'll talk we about could, this in we the could production do meeting old, afterwards.
2: Is this not yeah. the production meeting? I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I never understand.
1: I <laughs> I Cass, works. can you do it? No. I'm going to be down in North Carolina.
0: Uh, Cass has, Cass gonna has, be has a job. New, I have a great. I, have Carolina brewer's I can,
1: conference. I'll think about do you it. A ha- do you have a house down there, Cass, or what? Where? North Carolina? It's down there a lot.
3: Yeah.
1: It's working. you down man. there a lot. Business.
2: Did you say? Did you say the North Carolina Brewers Conference? Yeah. Are there enough
0: brewers in North Carolina to justify? Than Jersey, man.
1: Oh yeah. Well, yeah. sure. North Carolina—it's
0: a bigger state with a uh, there's more with a breweries much than more robust,
1: there's Yeah, plenty of breweries there. Stop it.
0: <laughs> yeah, breweries. of course. Sierra Nevada's stop, there too. Stop lying on my
2: show. There is yeah. only one brewery in there. And Sierra Nevada, was- there's two breweries. <laughs> you you know what's funny though? All right, so you know those Facebook groups we all observe, and I, <laughs> I jump into a little too often. Um, mm-hmm. Which ones in particular? It doesn't matter. Whatever they are, you know. Okay. I only craft dot never whatever. You know all those things. Sure. But um, but every time it's funny that. The older and longer I get at this, I don't meet new or more people. I just get more confident in recommendations I started making five years ago. But every time somebody's like, I'm going to North Carolina, what brewery should I check out? I just scroll to see if anybody's seen Burial, said Burial, and if they haven't, I just type Burial. And if they're like, I'm going to Louisiana, where should I go? I mean, I'm going to Louisville, where should I go? I just scroll to see if anybody said Against the Grade. If they don't, I just say Against the Grade. Like, I barely even pay attention to the other recommendations to see if there's somebody new. It's just like, I know I've had fun at this place, so you must as well.
0: Yeah. No, <laughs> see, so the thing is, uh, North Carolina uh, has a pretty strong guild, singular. Um, oh, and- so they're
2: not, they're not fancy like Jersey.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, more, they've, more con- they've concentrated guild. all of their efforts into one guild. Um jersey has Jersey has
2: two point one guilds. We have exactly. a small brewery guild, a smaller brewery guild, and then a a a Facebook guild.
0: It's very exciting. <laughs> uh, but the coordinated states. Uh, usually are are doing all these small conferences uh, once a year. So it's like the craft brewers conference, uh, what the VA puts on the Brewers Association puts on every year, uh, and it's you know thousands of people. Oh it's usually just a smaller expo floor and some day long education seminars, and they're actually uh some of them are are really good to go to. Um, you get to uh, talk with people in a you know meaningful way if you're going to open up a brewery in a state you get to meet your guild representatives and other vendors and stuff like that so uh and apparently you also get to hang out with Cass, which you know i i enjoy doing
1: that come by the and i've hung out
0: at more of these conferences than uh than he'd care to admit
1: yeah yeah (laughs) well Well done oh it's always i I like like hanging out with hall I know. It's
0: so we were, we did, um, what did we do? New York a couple of years ago. That was fun.
1: Yeah. New York Brewers Conference, which is back on this year as well. Yeah. It'll and, be uh, in March. I think Sam, yeah. Sam Calagione will be, uh, speaking on, speaking yeah. on some shit.
0: That's right. He's the keynote speaker. See Augie. If, uh, if, if, if a state guild can get their shit together, Calagione comes and visits.
1: And while we're on the topic of New York, you know we uh, we had the downtrodden news that Tap was gone, but we, we we received word this week that it's back on.
0: Yeah, Tap Tap New York is going to be happening in May uh, in Bethel Woods at the original Woodstock site, right, Kennedy?
1: Yeah,
3: that's right. I love that so, spot. It's great.
0: So that'll be fun. Did we lose Augie? He's been quiet for many seconds now. <laughs> One of the guild silenced him.
1: Canceled. He spoke out of turn. Augie, there. I don't know. Anyway, Hall, what are you drinking? Uh,
0: I am. I have. Can you guys I, hear I, I, me? Sorry about that. No, now, you now, you now we me? can.
1: Yeah. Damn it! <sighs> Miss all the good part. What are you
0: sipping on, Hall? Uh, so I have two beers in front of me. Uh, I have a Stay Frosty IPA. This is a cold <laughs> India Pale Ale from Rubens Brews out in uh, Collar, uh, uh, Washington State, in Seattle, and. Um, uh, West Coast IPA fermented at cold temperatures. So this is, you know, that whole cold IPA train, that uh, trend that's that's sort of taking off these days. And then it's not an IPL. Uh, it's not an IPL. Uh, it's a West Coast IPA fermented at cold temperatures. And then uh, I thought it would be fun to dip into something uh, a little bit a little bit crazier. And so I have a bottle of Portified Black Tuesday in front of me, Ooh. which is a seventeen point nine percent. Uh, portified? Portified. So it is a port barrel aged Imperial yeah. Stout. That uh twenty
3: six percent alcohol or what is uh
0: seventeen point nine, so eighteen percent. Yeah, well and it is yeah, this is the whew, Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I didn't do anything last <laughs> night, but uh I'm gonna make up for it today, apparently.
3: <laughs> You're not That's
1: doing anything it.
0: today either. Yeah, no. After this, uh, after this is over, I'm gonna take a nap. What are you guys drinking?
1: I'm on my second beer. I got a a, a beer called Rural Gentleman, a Brett Farmhouse canned conditioned ale from uh, Shire oh, Brew yeah. House, Shire Brew House in um, Western Massachusetts. Pretty cool spot. Um, are you canning yeah, them? No, no, we are not. Um, kind of cold called it uh with my new sales manager a couple weeks ago and um the guy just opened up the door started uh sampling us beers and gave us some beers to go so um they do can themselves but uh if you're in western massachusetts uh definitely check these guys out everything i tasted from lagers to hazy ipa were were very good nice good news this beer is fantastic, too, right now. We are checking these in on Untappd, too, just in case you're looking for pictures. Cool. And, you, what are you drinking?
2: That part? I'm trying to pick. Um, I drank all the cold beer in the house <laughs> last night, as I was kind of alluding to earlier. Um, so I'm trying to figure out what I want to drink. I feel like it's lame if I drink one of my beers, and the only thing cold in the fridge yeah, is two non-alcoholic wonderful. beers. What's
0: that? that's the rule like you can't you can't bring right own can't own. Be, that's what i'm own. saying and it's really
1: but so jesus so man I come guess. on
0: we're not that kind of podcast
1: you said that before and yet i'll still sneak a burp in you know
0: all right so here's what i've decided don't do that dude yeah especially it's like, like especially leave that up to the you know to the amateurs that are out there especially like you know our, our thieves deserve better than that
2: all right so here's where write I in if you up. like my burps no definitely definitely write in that you like yes. his burps because that'll mean we don't do it anymore. Um, so in the back of the fridge, I found a 2020 Firestone gin Ricky. Ooh uh, cool. from our boy Brindelson and team Firestone. and I am opening it with a hedonist bottle opener, and I'm going to pour it into what is a hedonist a- bottle opener heat remember we actually had them on they um oh, that's, uh, the hot, hot sauce box. company that produces the 10 wings questions thing we had their producer on do you not yeah, remember? Uh, Chris, oh, Chris
3: I vaguely remember that yeah, yeah. he was yeah. a beer was guy
0: previously words, right
3: he was yeah he was the yeah. uh, first we see he was my editor there yeah guys i've got to run i gotta go to the next uh birthday party are
0: all right you, let, your us, birthday know, let party us know hopping today
3: I'm birthday party hopping. Make, geez, sure know, make sure Enjoy. we know. Enjoy.
2: What? Uh, make sure we know what beer they serve at birthday party two.
3: So I'll we call can you back compare it. There, so okay. we can
2: compare it to birthday party one.
3: I'm right. I'm right beside Wild East Brewing in Brooklyn, so I might grab a four-pack and head over to the park from here. Yeah. No. Uh, you
0: need. You need a walking beer. Yeah. Go yeah. get him, Kennedy. We're right, we're we're all fun. super proud of you. All right. Do we? So do we have letters today? <laughs> yeah. Send them to Cass.
3: Cass, you got them.
2: Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, can you read them without burping?
1: Uh, uh Maybe. Um, <laughs> can he read? <laughs> yeah, I'm just queuing wow. it up here, man. Wow, so, I, just I wasn't asking
0: a... if you can read. <laughs>
1: oh. Sorry, Brian. Without, without <laughs> any sense of irony. I mean, I'm going to read the better of the two because that's it. Well, you, you yeah, don't want to say the
0: best for last?
1: Actually, I mean, probably, we got probably we got time better.
0: for both, so choose wisely. All
1: right, which well, one you want
0: to go first?
1: I'll choose. I'll choose the lesser of the two. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jason. <laughs> S. If there was no crazy liquor laws in New Jersey, what would Augie's ideal tap room setup be? Food. If so, what kind? TV. Anything else holding him back from the ideal setup? Thanks, Jason S.
0: Jason S. Who wrote in? for those of you listening with the lesser of the two letters today, according to Brian Cass.
2: Now, Jason, I want to be clear. That was Cass's opinion. I think your letter, I think your letter is exceptional. I couldn't ask for a better letter. I'm Um, I'm not,
0: I'm not a huge fan because I wasn't addressed in this one. So I'm just going to knock off for a few minutes and you guys just let me know when it's time for me to come back. mm.
2: Anyway. Um, so I think we've talked about twin light tap house, on the show before but when we first opened 10 years ago there was the local craft bar um called twin light tap house and it was everything i think a craft bar should be um they did they had like 10 or 12 taps they had a well curated list It like everything it leaned you know hoppy pale heavy but he always made sure to make sure there was you know, some clean this, some brown that, some black this, you know what I mean? And and a mix. And one of the things he did, this is back 10 years ago before aluminum cans going up 80% in price, but all of his beers were five bucks, and it was the pour size that changed. Right. So if you were getting a boat, you'd get a pint. And if you were getting a worldwide stout, you'd get a four ounce. But it was five bucks a beer. You just drank five bucks beers. He had a tight menu um of you know 15 things that everybody ate and then you know five or six specials a night and it was all just fun drinking bar food and it was it was a super jersey space right everybody was comfortable in there everybody had fun it was not so super so my vision for what i would like to do really never changes much more than making that kind of space that is carton right so So my vision for how that goes is, and I'm I'm sorry we lost Kennedy here because Kennedy would do a better job describing, but there's all these little restaurants in New York, um, basically everywhere outside Midtown, but a lot in Brooklyn and, and downtown Manhattan that are spaces that were never meant to be restaurants that people have slid little tiny food places into. And they use some very creative combination of, you know, single burner... Electric stove slash broiler slash fryer. That's it, and they make ten things. So, what I'd like to see, if I could, if the state ever got out of its own way and stopped taxing its citizens to no benefit to the tax base, I would I would literally get together with one of the five or ten chefs I know in the community that I think is a genius, and run through all three hundred beers we've made, and work out some four or five bite tapas sized dish um that we could sell for like 5 or 6 bucks in one of those little paper boats you get at like seafood places in New Jersey and there would just be like all right so Zoe and the chef talk on Monday this weekend it's going to be these 14 beers on tap so it's going to be these 14 dishes you know, you can pick whatever you want, but basically we think this goes well with boat. We think this goes well with dub. We think this goes well with dogs of war. We think this goes well with the Highlander and it's just, you know, grab a $5 beer and a $5 boat of food, put them together, have that experience, tell us if it worked or not, and then move on to the next one or move on to the next spot. Um, is my dream for putting flavors together. And I would have that be you know, in a comfortable space. Like I don't want it to be utensil heavy or service heavy. I just want it to be, you know, something like, like a food truck, but inside we can grab this drink, this thing, walk over to this bench, sit down, eat it, think about it, taste it, not give it any more credence than it wants and move on to the next idea. But that'll never happen in New Jersey because it would undermine the wing nights that Cass is promoting.
0: Mm. You know where I bet that could happen though? where north carolina burial <laughs> <Won't a> breeze, <laughs> yes. yep that's what burial's doing i believe they are
2: but yeah that's what i'd want i don't need tvs like i said I, so more than a tv I, i'd also always love if you've ever been to like swifts on a tuesday night where those five or six people with like pan pipes and a bag pipe and a just sitting and playing iron king songs together that that's the kind of drinking i like to do i'm not a football drinker i'm a noisy you know drinking in the woods kind of music drinker what about you what's a perfect tasting room to you
0: so i actually don't like televisions uh in tasting rooms or bars for that matter like unless it is a you know, if it's a, you know, if a baseball game is on, if there's, you know, if it's Sunday in football or something like that, or soccer, like I get it, but nothing drives me crazier than walking into a bar or restaurant uh, or t- a tasting room uh, that has a television and it's tuned to something arbitrary, like, you know, the food network. And that's the one that I find to be the most egregious because I'm the type of person where if a television is on, I can't help but watch it and it takes me out of the moment takes me out of conversations and all that but if the food network is on uh which happens more than you would think at a tasting room and you know they're making you know tacos or they're making you know something delicious looking on there and then one, the place doesn't serve food or two, they do serve food, but they're not serving tacos or whatever the food network is showing me. I get really pissed off because it's like, well, you know, now I have to go get tacos and you don't have them. And now you've lost my business. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm probably, you know, a minority when it comes to that kind of, you know, attitude. But it's um, I don't think we need televisions and tasting rooms, um, you know, with the exception of, you know. Sports, like live sports, you know, um, yeah. you know, or the occasional time when there's like a terrible national tragedy or something where we need the news on. But, um, you know, aside from that, like it's uh, I like quiet. I like, you know, music that is uh, very much in the background that I'm not being forced to listen to somebody's, you know, aspiring DJ playlist, um, you know, at, at full volume. Because uh, again, you know you go to these places for conversation, you go to these places for socialization, and if the music is you know too loud um, you 're being taken out of that moment as well. You know there are bars, there are clubs there you know for where loud music is appropriate, but i 've never actually seen it work to a tasting room's benefit so um, it 's more audio visual for me than anything else. Um, You know, and then obviously Edison bulbs and, uh, 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 if you don't have them, I don't take you seriously.
2: Rough-hune timber and Edison bulbs. It's funny. The nice part about being a Jersey brewery is if we did put TVs in, we could satisfy both of your requirements of sports and national tragedy just by showing Giants games.
0: Oh, topical. (laughs) Topical and (laughs) devastating. (laughs) Well done. (laughs) I'm so proud of that. Could you feel it when I was was, building it? It was a good one. It was, it was a really nice setup. It was a really nice setup.
2: And I waited for you to finish talking before. Everybody's sad in the middle It is not a good year to be a Giants fan. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So what about you, Cass? You, you probably see more tasting rooms than any human alive. Is there, is there a regional variation? Is there a style variation? Are you, uh, Country tasting
1: room guy or a room guy, what's what? What do you think, Diddy I think it depends on the uh, the locale and the tasting room. I'd say ninety percent of the times you're walking into a spot, they're they're playing hip hop and uh, they're serving hazy IPAs with no TVs at, at that. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I, I agree with Hall too. You know, no TVs it it takes away from what you're sitting there to do, which is drink and converse and. Live the pub life. Um yeah. it, but I don't know, I feel like I was just in Charlotte not too long ago. Same vibes as you get in the, you know in the Brooklyn Breweries. Um, you know, as long as there are good suds in the glass, music's flowing, whether it's classic rock or hip hop, you're having a good time. Yeah. You don't hear yeah, too many it's... people playing the country music. <laughs> <That's>...
2: <laughs>
0: well, not I in this the... part of the world, not but in this you know, part of certainly down south you hear it all the time.
2: I think the last thing I'd say on this topic and I again want to thank Jason for such a good question since it begat this very interesting dialogue. Um, but what I would say is, uh, I like them to be tasting rooms, right? Much to your point, Holly, You're like, look, if I wanted to be in a club, I'd go to a club. If I wanted to be in a sports bar, I'd go to a sports bar. I'm in a brewery's tasting room. I want, you know, I want that to suit my mood for that. I like them to be tasting rooms. Like I, I, there, have you ever been to the Trogues one? Like, I feel like Trogues is as far as you can push. Mm-hmm. But I think Trogues does a good job of keeping it Trogues. And their food makes sense with their beers, and their beers make sense with their food, and the room makes sense with their aesthetic. And when you walk out of there, you've had a Trogues experience. And, and that's, you know, if I could, my efforts for Carton would be to make that kind of thing for what we do, yeah. which, like I said, would be assembled plates of very serious food that doesn't take itself too seriously, and my beers. Yeah. Anyway, what's the second letter there? Oh, do you yeah. want any feedback on this gin, Ricky? So like I said, it's a 2020, and it's super old, so the malts are, are wicked up front. Okay. Um, it's an amber color, so I imagine it might have been malty at the time. It says it's uh, aged in gym barrels with lime peel and spices. I do taste some ginger in the overall thing, so I'm guessing that's one of the spices, but it's it's a big sweet, malty, year and a half old beer, which you know I'm okay with because I aged it for this purpose. But it's it's fun to drink. It's pretty. The lime still shows over the top of some, you know, crystal 40, 60 level malts. And it's just,
0: you know, it's kind of fun. What about you?
2: How are your beers tasting?
0: Cold and portified.
1: Yeah, portified. All right. Letter two. So this is actually, you know, my favorite of the two. Right. You know, I'll be I've actually. I like well, I like
0: that you're owning it.
1: Like we we well, we put no your, no you put
0: yourself in that corner because, and painted you into it and now. Well,
1: no, no, you didn't paint me in any corner because this letter also right. comes. This also comes from Jason, and this is the better of these <laughs> questions. So, uh, Ugh. eat that shit. Wait, is you. it this, Is it shit. the same Jason? It is the same Jason. So prove you know, it. I it is it's the same. It. He literally HTTP. literally sent us two <laughs> two emails. It said question. He sent two questions. He's written in twice. Wroten? Wrote? Wrote? Pilsner Urkel Wrote- for
2: the win. <laughs> All right.
1: How do breweries like other half keep track of the 1,224 beers they've made, according to Untapped? How do they remember which ones were hits and which ones were dud? For perspective, wow. Carton has 246, Kane has 641. How do people, you know, that's that's his question. How, how does everybody keep track and how do people, repro, you know, reproduce the same thing and throw it's others to eh, throw, uh, throw anything else in the trash?
2: First, I'm going to start with an attack on two of my favorite breweries, both Other Half and Kane. And what they have is 1,036 names and 636 names and not 636 different beers and 1,036 different beers. So let's start there. Um, The thing other half I think does brilliantly is evolve the ones they love and have excitement with. And the reason Carton doesn't is because if I'm making a different beer, I'm doing it for a reason and it's a different thing. Whereas I think what Sam does best is he's trying to perfect certain ideas. So, when you have things that are the evolutions of Sam's beers, you know, 16 versions of a beer are him trying something different to get more to where he wanted to be, which is one of the things I love best about Sam. But, uh, you know what I mean? Like saying that space diamonds, DDH space diamonds, DDH lactose space diamonds, TDH double space diamonds, that's not. 16 different beers that's 16 riffs on a recipe pushing further to see where it can go um and i think i i know those guys as you know and i talk to them and i don't think there's any doubt they have they keep track of exactly how things move and where they move i don't think it's like a sense of do we think people like this i think they know exactly how fast stuff sells out i know I know there's times they're worried about stuff selling too fast, and will throw more of a slower mover in so they don't run out of beer. Um, but I think one of the genius thing, one of the things that makes those guys geniuses is, is is exactly the finger on their pulse, and they know, you know, they know all those words I make fun of. They know what writing them on the can does to the sales for that can. You know what I mean? Like they know exactly what they're doing. They're not, it's not overwhelming to them. It's, it's a carefully thought through designed plan. Yeah.
0: Um, and I think that's true for a lot of breweries that capture consumer attention. You know, if there are, you know, barley winemakers or, you know, other IPA makers or, you know, people who do, like, excel at uh, barrel aged stouts or whatever, um, they have the data, if they've been around for a couple of years to really back up, what sells and how how quickly and these are calculations that that and, you know there's some risk involved but um, it's very rare that you find somebody who's just flying blind with this type of thing.
2: Yeah, and then and then there's all kinds of nuance to it, like you know. So for me, I'm trying to develop things people like and get it to the people, right? Like there's all those natures of carton where I'm. You know, I'm desperately sabotaging hype every chance I get and trying to keep people from lining up across the street from an elementary school to drink fourteen percent stouts at six a m on a sunday um so I'm trying to just somehow the thing I can't do or the thing I don't do well or figure out is how to move something from I think this will be fun, put it in the tasting room, get people's feedback, make what I call the pop art can um and then be like, all right, that was well received. We should make it again. How do we translate it out to stores? Because beyond a certain number, I don't want it to be a carton because I don't want that many people coming to us. I want them going to stores. And I kind of think of that skew by skew, where I think both Kane and other half see that as brand, right? Like there's there's when you see another half can. The other half brand is carrying it where I'm trying to be like, all right, do you like Boat or do you like Dub or do you like Whaler or do you like Whip? Which one of those is your style of beer? Carton does different things every time. I think, you know, if you look at shelves next to us, when you see other half out, it's going to be their Hazy's. When you see Kane out, it's going to be their Hazy's or hoppies. And you're kind of just grabbing that brand knowing you're getting that. Where with us, I'm always throwing a wrench in your works because I might have made a salted cherry blossom sour ale mm. and thrown it next to Boat, right? Mm. So so that's, that's the problem of being small and trying to push out to stores and try to be, you know, basically like a, a glorified brew pub, right? Like I want to brew whatever I want to brew every Monday. And then hope somehow the ideas of what we're doing are getting out there um yeah go on
0: no i was gonna say the other side of that is when some of the larger breweries will announce that something is being discontinued or just stop making it all together and you know i'm thinking of like sierra nevada uh earlier this year when they said that porter and stout were going away along with keller vice and there was this you know outcry among certain beer drinkers of, you know, how can they get rid of it? And Oh, my gosh, that, that's terrible. It's Well, you know, the numbers weren't there anymore and it became a yeah. financial decision and it's a tough one. Um, but, you know, to the point of um, you know, of, of, just, of just sort of thinking about that, if you have a beer that maybe you haven't had in a while that is in regular rotation, but you've been, you know, passing it, you know, uh, passing it over for, you know, whatever is bright and shiny at that particular moment you know, go back and revisit those now and again, because, you know, when you don't, those are eventually going to disappear. And that's, that's a loss, I think, for a lot of folks.
2: You know, it's funny though, John, and, and I definitely agree with you. You know, that part of the cause of this show is to make that argument that if you're one of those guys who complains there's not enough Doppelbox out there and you're not grabbing Doppelbox at the store, you're the problem. But we just did this OU Fancy beer, which was just me fucking around with that Phantasm product. Okay. And, you know, I I drink all my beers. I give them all their attention. And I tend to not go back much. You know what I mean? I consider it. I see what it is. I give my notes to the brew team and the sales team. And if we're going to come back to it, what I would do differently. And if we're not going to come back to it, what I wouldn't. But this one... Really keyed in on my palate. Like, I really liked it. I think I've drank about two cases of it and not drank other beers I love. So it's weird when I, you know, pontificate and, and scream at the world that you've got to keep the mix and you've got to keep all brands in your house. And then even in my own thing, I make this really, you know, really tropical, non bitter, hazy IPA. And I myself drink myself out of it and ask for more like it's 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 you know what i mean like i always want to remind myself that even i do it so how can we get mad at people for grabbing a fun easy to love ipa yeah when when they've only got one friday night right like you know what i mean like my job is to drink beer and i end up in oh that's easy to love ruts i can't imagine how i can get too judgy of people doing the same at home yeah but yeah, I yelled at myself last night. I was like, you, you got to drink some other beers, dude. You are drinking too much of this one beer.
0: <laughs> well, there's also something to be said though for, and we've talked about this on the show before of, you know, if you have a four pack or a six pack or something, you know, the days of keeping one, trading three or whatever, there is something to be said about the evolution of, you know, having four of the same beer in a single night and seeing how it evolves and seeing how it goes from there. Um, but, you know, I was just saying like with some of the older beers that have been around or some of the beers uh, that maybe made uh, impressions on you long ago, uh, go back and revisit those, you know, make that part of like a regular part of your drinking. Like I certainly do. Um, Cause I think it, yeah. one, it makes us stronger drinkers, but two um, if it's gone, it's gone. And yeah. all you're left with is, is the memories and those can be fun, but Sometimes it's good to refresh those as well. Fair enough. Like really I really miss Keller Vice. I really miss Keller Vice, and I used. To I miss
2: that. Keller Vice at the Growler. You remember Anthony's Bar, the Growler? That was my spot for Keller Vice. He kept it on
0: draft. Yeah. Treadwell had it a couple of times uh, before COVID, uh, and that was always always a delight it. to have on. And yeah, uh, Barcade used to have it uh quite a bit as well which was always pretty nice and then uh um i was actually in Asheville and mills river on the week that they announced that they were getting rid of it and uh i went to the brewery to try to get some and they were already they had already stopped selling it i was i was very very sad
2: oh no that is sad because that was a tasty
0: but you yeah. know what it does anyway.
2: make is is holes for little guys like me right like you better make like it color well, I do make a Keller vice, but it's sour. So,
1: <laughs> so unsour,
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I like Battle of Mummy. That's my favorite beer. Um, speaking of Evan Watson projects, that's another Evan Watson project.
0: Did I tell you Evan's coming down? I won't say. You get this. You're uh, you're you're bringing it back home. <laughs> bringing it back Not on purpose. Beginning. You set no, that one up. But we're at the we're at the 45 minute mark, which we is, are finished, know, it's yeah. good for us.
2: Nice to check up. I will um I will close with as this thing has opened and warmed, the gin barrel started showing itself over the uh, maltiness. And it definitely, like my last sip when I wasn't really thinking, but more talking, I was like, oh, there's gin in this. And I was like, oh, right, it's a gin.
0: it's supposed to be there
2: so that happened what about you did your stuff close up well
0: it really did uh this stay frosty ipa especially so it's 6.9 percent and uh i just finished the can and there's a little bit of that fusel alcohol that's starting to show up on the finish there um just a slight alcohol warmth uh you know and it's it's really quite nice uh the bitterness is not too overwhelming uh but it's there just enough to you know Probably entice me to have a second one, which is probably not a good Ooh, idea. Seven percent. You know time.
2: what you should do. Here's what I think you should do: open the can, put it in the cup holder, drive to Brooklyn, uh-huh. and as you finish that IPA, you'll just catch up with Kennedy, and we'll find out what what the party beer number two in uh, you know, whatever, whatever. What's what's the Paw Patrol? The Paw Patrol birthday circuit is
0: exactly yeah. He's at all of the <laughs> all of the six year old birthday parties uh, in in Brooklyn today. Um, i have yeah. no idea what paw patrol is neither so do will.
2: i neither do i and i have kids like somehow i missed that gap it must be last 10 years i guess we, we,
0: it's, it's not something that we actually watch in the house but it is the question that i get from other parents all the time of you know have you you know you know, is is Paw Patrol an obsession in your house as well? And it's like no, but like you have to go to, to an AA meeting for me it. That. So yeah, no, fairly, yeah. It's uh, uh, we're big into Bluey in this house, which it's uh, Bluey. That that's a show that Augie Carton and Brian Cast you both could watch. Uh, it's a it's like a eleven minute cartoon about a, an Australian blue healer dog family that lives in Australia. And they just do cool shit.
1: All right, it's I a like gr- cool it's, shit. A, uh, it's, it's a great show. Up.
0: Yeah, no, it's 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 actually I, I'm. It, it's two seasons so far. It's like a hundred episodes, and they're very short. It's on the Disney Disney Plus, and it's a hell of a lot of fun to watch. Like. like you know, the kid loves it um but like we get caught up in it as well and it's well written and it's well voiced and it's it's like a a really just solid animated romp whichever
2: listener made it this far in the show to get that review got all of their patreon dollars worth no doubt about it exactly hey speaking and they can can, yeah and
1: they can write us letters about uh bluey and uh paul patrol you know whatever you're drinking while you watch that with your children Write us a letter steal this beer podcast at gmail.com. See what we're drinking on Untapped. Uh, you know, steal this beer. Follow us on all the social medias at steal this beer. Uh, pretty sure we're still all active on them. Instagram, I know we are. Twitter, not Speaking sure. Speaking
0: of social media, I'm just logging onto Instagram right now and seeing that Brian Cass is promoting his wings.
1: Yeah, on our Instagram page. You know right what? Now. E- expect some more grand posts from to steal this beer. You know, I'm gonna kick everybody in the pants here. We gotta, we gotta start aliven that shit up. We have a lot of listeners, yet we have like two followers on Instagram. So follow us. <laughs> See the wings in the can of Pilsner account a boomerang. You know, I'm posting. Yes, help there. keep
0: help keep Cass uh, flush and,
1: and free wings. That's right. And
2: gentlemen, I very much hope you make it down on Wednesday to hang out with me and Evan for the earlier sober part of the day. I'll be around. Um, and, uh, and thanks, y'all. Get at us. Cheers. Cheers.